Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Good morning, Help Club for Moms. My name is Deb, and I am super excited to be here with you guys today. We're going to talk about how to plan a great summer, how to plan a great summer. So let's open us up in prayer, and then we have a lot to talk about. Okay, get a piece of paper and a pen because I have a lot of things to tell you. And these are the things that I did with my kids when they were growing up to how to plan a great summer. Okay, so let's open us up in prayer. Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful online group. I thank you for every single person who is here. Oh, Lord, we just love you so much, and we want to plan a summer and involve you in our planning every step of the way. We want to have our best summer ever, but we want to have the summer that you want us to have. Lord, we want to involve you in our summer. We want more of you this summer. We want our kids to have more of you this summer. We want closer relationships as a family this summer. We want more. And so, Lord, we invite you into this video Come Holy Spirit, I just invite you in and I just pray it would be such a blessing today for all of these sweet moms. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, before we get started, tag your friends in this video, anybody that you think would like to do this video, because you can't share this video because it's in the online group, but you can tag your friends. Okay, tag your friends in the comments. And then um, I have some announcements to make, but before I start, I want to tell you, I have pink eye today. I have been so sick. Like it has been terrible. I'm so sick of being sick. But the other day I got pink eye and I feel like calling it stink eye. You know, I want to call it stink eye. But if I look really funny, it's because I have pink eye. I had to, I don't have pink eye in this eye. So I use my regular mascara in this one. And I use my old mascara that I'm going to trash in this one. And I actually think that I like this mascara a whole lot better. I'm not, I'm going to do a little plug if you like mascara. And it, um, it's not a paid plug, but this is called Thrive uh, Mascara. It's called Thrive. You buy it from the company called Thrive. And I'm telling you guys, this is the best mascara in the world. It doesn't uh, drip, you know, smudge or anything because it sticks to your lashes and it doesn't go underneath your eyes. Nothing. It is the best mascara. It comes off super easy, but it's fantastic. And I was looking at my, my old mascara that I used to wear because I, I'm going to throw this mascara away because I got pink eye. And I was looking at my new mascara and I was like, I definitely love this mascara. My daughter told me about it. It's really, really good. So just a little beauty tip today for you guys. Um, okay, so I have announcements. I want to welcome all of our new moms, uh, especially the ones that find us over at the YouVersion Bible app. Do you guys know that we have a YouVersion uh, Bible app? We have a ton of plans on that app. That is the most amazing app in the world, and it is so incredible what you can do with that app. And we have got so many Bible study plans on that app. And we get new moms. We get like 10 moms a day, sometimes five moms a day, saying that they found us on the Bible app. And I just want to say thank you for joining us over there. And uh, and if you want to find our plans over there, if you want to do some more plans, go over to YouVersion Bible app. And all of our other moms that come here, we're so thankful for you. We are just so thankful. Do you guys know that we have a prayer team that prays for you? And every Monday, if 
you have a prayer request uh, today, you could put it in the um, in this group in the prayer request thread. There's a great prayer request thread every Monday, and we pray for every single one of those prayer requests, just so you guys know, okay? So be sure to share your prayer requests. And then I want to tell you guys about the Joy Challenge for Moms that is starting on June 13th. Joy Challenge for Moms. And my friend Nikki is here. She's on our team and she's going to put the link up for the Joy Challenge for Moms. You can buy the book. It's $8.99. You guys will not believe everything that you get with it. You get the book. It's got devotionals and mom tips and faithful ideas. And then also, guys, it has access to these amazing videos by uh, a friend of ours, a ministry friend of ours named Tommy Newberry. He's an amazing man of God, and he really wanted to teach people all about Philippians 4, 8, whatever's true, noble, right, excellent, praiseworthy. You know that scripture. Think about those things. And so we're doing this joy challenge this summer to work on our minds, God, Guys, God has given us our minds and he wants us to use our minds for his glory. So be sure to sign up. It's only $8.99. You'll buy the book on Amazon and you'll get more details. You can also go to joychallengeformoms.com. Joychallengeformoms.com has all the information. Okay. And then this Friday coming up on the podcast, uh, and I want to say hello to all of our podcast listeners because today's video, I'm also uh, recording it for the podcast moms because we have a lot of moms on our podcast that listen on the podcast. All of our devotions are on the podcast, and it's an easy way to stay encouraged is listening to that podcast. But this Friday, we have a really great podcast all about enjoying motherhood. Okay, so that's coming up. And then our retreat is June 10th through the 11th in Colorado. And guys, I'm telling you, it is one of the best things that we do at Help Club for Moms. It's very small. We always keep it very small. We added, we sold out really, really fast. And so we figured out a way to add more seats in our retreat center. And we added 20 more seats and we're down to seven seats again. So if you want to go, Nikki's going to share the link for the retreat, but be sure to come to the retreat. It's 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 absolutely an, a way to encounter Jesus at this retreat, to be encouraged in your role as a wife and a mom, or if you're a single mom, just whatever. I'm telling you guys, you will leave feeling so encouraged and you will have a plan to take and go home and be an overcomer. This retreat is all about overcoming with Christ. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And then on May 9th, so next Monday is the Monday after, let's see. This next Monday, I will not be doing a video, but the next Monday, I'm doing a video in this group calling How to Plan a Great Summer for Your Teenagers, and you're not going to want to miss that, and even if you have elementary age kids, you're going to want to watch this video because it will give you a vision for your teenagers. Both of our children, by the grace of God, they love Jesus. My daughter married an amazing godly man. She's an amazing wife and mother, pregnant with her third. We're super excited. But she's also an entrepreneur. She she owns a woman-owned business, but she also is a mom. Like she, she spends plenty of time with her kids. She has learned how to think creatively about her time, how to work, how to be a great mom, how to spend time with her family. And um, she's she's really awesome at it. And then our son. He's a marketing manager at a software company, but he's also an entrepreneur. And I'm telling you guys, these summer that you have with your children, with your teenagers, if you are strategic and plan them well, it will set them up for their future. And it will teach them how to think like entrepreneurs. It will teach them how to be happy the way God made them and flow in their giftings. 
just so you guys know, that'll be a great video, and that's going to be on May 9th, and then on May 16th, I'm going to do a video in this group about how to how to uh, choose great read-aloud books for your children. And guys, I'm telling you right now, if you read to your children, it will change their life. It will change their IQ. My son was not a great reader. Hi, Cindy. My son was not a great reader. Uh, in third grade, he actually scored in the, I think it was a 15th percentile. And I was homeschooling him, so I felt really bad. But I prayed about it, and the Lord told me to just keep reading out loud to him. And so I read out loud to him and I just read books, even though he couldn't read. I was reading out loud to my son, reading out loud to him. And God showed me that boys have glitches. A lot of boys, if you have a boy that's having trouble reading, boys have glitches. A lot of times, some girls have glitches, but you just have to keep reading out loud to your children that are having glitches. And do you know what? By the time my son was in eighth grade, he was in the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth Gifted Program. I'm telling you guys, reading out loud works. The number one thing that works with your children's education and anything you do in the home is praying and asking God for help because that's what I did. And so... So we're going to just talk about that one. Okay, so let's talk about our video today. And today's video will be about 30 minutes. And if you have to come back, if you have to leave and come back, you can do that. Or if you need to leave and listen to it on the podcast, you can do that. But just don't miss today's video because this is one of my favorite videos that I do all year. And so do you have your pen and paper? Are you ready to go? All right. I want to share a scripture with you. This scripture is the foundational scripture for Help Club for Moms. And it's Proverbs 14 verse 1. Proverbs 14 verse 1. And it says, the wise woman builds her house. It's the first part of that scripture. The rest of the scripture says, but with her own hands, the foolish woman tears hers down. But I like focusing on the beginning of that scripture. <laughs> and uh, the wise woman builds her house. And I just want you to think right now, what kind of house do I want to build this summer? Whether you work away from the home, whether you work in the home, whether you're a homemaker, whether you're a homeschooler, whatever, whatever you do, how can you be a wise woman who builds her house this summer? And you know what, guys, that takes God's help. And so uh, you definitely need to pray about this decision, about what you're going to do. But I want to talk to you about this wonderful little form that we have at Help Club for Moms, and it's called the Weekly Plan. And it's beautiful, and I know it's not electronic, it's paper, but I will tell you guys that if you use paper, paper is amazing. Paper really, really works. To get your thoughts down on paper is priceless. And what I did whenever I was planning my summers for my children, I would get away to a coffee shop for a few hours, and I would get a babysitter or, um, you know, I'd go out on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. But I would get away and I would take this weekly plan sheet. This was a long time ago. I used this whenever my kids were growing up, okay? And I would print out one for every single month of the summer. Every single month of the summer. And I originally got this from Mary Kay Cosmetics. They call it the weekly plan sheet. It looks very similar to this. It's fantastic. But I would make a copy for every single week of the summer, okay? From the start to the finish of summer, I would make copies. And I would staple them together, and I would label them what dates they are. So you put the dates on the weekly plan sheet, and I also put the dates. So I would put, like, say this is June 1st through 7th or whatever it is. And then I would put here above it, I would just put the date 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. I would do that. But I'm telling you guys, the number one thing that you do on how to plan your summer is you pray about it and you ask the Lord for help. 
and you ask him to help you, whatever it is that you feel like God wants you to pray about for your summer. Like I would pray that my kids would have special brother-sister time. We had a boy and a girl. If you have all girls, special sister time, special brother time if you have all boys. But I would ask the Lord to deepen our family relationships during the summer. I would ask him for activities. I would ask him for things that would help my children for their future callings. I would ask him for money to pay for things. But as I was sitting, and we're going to talk about all that, but as I was sitting down, I would pray about what to do and how to plan. And I I was very intentional and I would staple this together and I would go through each week and I would think, okay, and I'm going to talk to you about the different components, but the number one thing that you do, guys, summer is a time of difference, uh, different season, right? It's so good to have different seasons, right? And um, and summer is a time when if your kids are in, in school, then they're home with you, right? You you have less structure. You have less, hopefully, have less activities to go to. Sometimes there's more because of summer sports. But hopefully you're going to give yourself a change of pace in the summer. I think that sometimes a change of pace, I know it's good for mama. It's good for the children. It's good for your family. Because if you're always running around all day, every day, running them here, running them there, Sometimes in the summer, it's good to really slow down on those activities so you can focus on your family in the summertime and focus on those relationships and have time for dinners. I would put dinners when we were going to have special family dinners or just dinners. I would put down date nights with my children, like whenever I would take them out or if I would uh, have a special book. And I'm going to talk about all this stuff, but I would plan like a special book that I was going to read to each child or my husband was going to read a book or family read alouds and things like that and activities. I would put everything in this weekly plan sheet. Okay. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk about the different components of things. Okay. But I do believe, you know, guys, you need to be an intentional woman. This is what I love about my daughter, watching my daughter as a, as a working mom, but also as an amazing mom, like she, she works full time, but she makes her life work for her. She doesn't work quite full time. She owns her own business, her own software company. I'm super proud of her, but she makes her life work for her. And I did that as well. When my kids were growing up, I made my life work for me. I wasn't a slave to my life, right? I followed God. I did what God wanted me to do. But I didn't just let life happen to me. Guys, if you let life happen to you, you're going to be going with every whim of what other people think that you should do instead of what God thinks you should do. And your husband thinks you should do. You need to be, you and your husband, if you're married, you need to be united. Ask your husband, you know, sit down with your husband and say, what do you want to do this summer? What do you think would be fun? You know, what would be a good routine for our, our schedules and stuff like that? And so, guys, I just want to tell you that If you plan, then you have a lot better chance of having a better summer than if you just kind of go about it with, oh, we'll just do whatever, right? It just doesn't work because other things try and come in on you. Uh, Instead of you happening to your life, good morning, Jennifer, uh, uh, your life will happen to you and that's not fun. Okay, so remember, we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That's Proverbs 16, verse 9. So I really want to encourage you to not over plan your summer. It can be very tempting to overplan your summer, but do not overplan your summer, okay? Uh, it'll make you stressed out, and then you'll be like, when are my kids going back to school? <laughs> uh, if you overplan. So don't overplan your summer. Be very careful with your time, right? You have this time. And so I want to tell you guys something. Prepare your heart 
uh, for your kids being home. If your kids are in school all day, you're not used to your kids being at home. It's going to take up more time. Uh, you're not going to have freedom. You're, you're going to have to get babysitters if you want to go out. Uh, if you're a working mom, you're going to have to get additional babysitters. You need to think ahead and plan ahead for that. If you're a homeschooling mom, then you, it's really neat because you have a, a change of schedule, but sometimes your kids might act up because they're used to being on a schedule during the year, right? Everybody needs to plan for change for summer, but change is good. Remember what Ecclesiastes says. It says for every activity, for there's a time and a season for every activity under heaven. And I think God likes it when we change seasons. So do not let it take you by surprise because you can get grouchy if you are not used to your kids being at home and you can get grouchy uh, and just think, oh my gosh, when is school going to start? And God doesn't want you to have that attitude. He wants you to seize the summer, to enjoy the time that you have with your children. And uh, just think about it like this. Ask God to help you to enjoy your summer and be grateful for the extra time that you have with your children. Be grateful. Lord Jesus, I want to pray right now for every one of these moms that you would give them the capability to be grateful for the extra time that they have with their children this summer, that you would open doors for their summers that only you can open. God, even now as I'm speaking, that you would open their hearts and minds to whatever message that you have for them. Lord, I know I already prayed for this video, but I just feel like I need to stop and pray again. God, we need an open heaven right now over this video. We need your angels in this video, Lord. You, our time is so important to you. Our discipleship of our children is so important to you. What we do with our children, raising up children for you is so important. So God, give us an open heaven. Give us your angels around us. Protect us from the enemy. Let us really hear the message that you want us to hear in Jesus name. I felt like today's message needed a double prayer. <laughs> um, okay. So let me go here. I'm, I'm going to really stick to my notes today because I wrote down a lot of stuff. So, uh, so summer, I really thinking about planning ahead. So for the changes in your schedule and asking the Lord to teach you to number your days that you will gain a heart of wisdom. I used to pray that prayer every day when my kids were growing up. Um, Lord, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. And I also prayed, Lord, show me, oh Lord, my life's end and the number of my days that I would know how fleeting is my life. Because guys, your life is going to go by like a vapor. And we don't want to wake up and have your kids be in their teenage, teenage years. You know, you want to enjoy every season that the Lord gives you. And so you need to ask him to help you to enjoy the children. And remember, summer gives opportunities for different activities. And so by thinking ahead and thinking differently, you're going to open yourself up and your family up to different types of activities. And ask God for divine appointments this summer and encounters with him this summer. Guys, if you involve the Lord in your home, if you play worship music in your home this summer, if you're spending time with the Lord, you know, making sure when you do your weekly plan sheet that you put your time that you're going to spend with the Lord, your summer will go great because you're, you're spending time with God every day, right? Uh, you will have a better summer when you do that. And ask the Lord to give you lots and lots of fun this summer and for the money to do it, okay? <laughs> you know, fun takes money. And I used to always ask the Lord this. And, and Nikki, why don't you write this down? I used to ask him this. I prayed for this all the time. Lord, give me the right books, books on tape, lessons, classes, tutors, experiences, and the money to pay for it and the time to enjoy it. Lord, give me the give me the right books, books on tape, lesson lessons, classes, tutors, experiences, money to pay for it, and the time to enjoy it. And asking the Lord for those things is brilliant because you need books, you need 
you know, books open up new worlds to your children. Books open up new life to your children. Telling your children stories, reading your children Christian biographies, reading them the Bible, beautiful Bibles. You know, we're going to talk about that in great read-alouds. You're opening up new worlds to your children. You're not only increasing your child's IQ when you read to your child, you're also uh, opening up a new world for your children, okay? And um, plan some sweet time. So this is another thing I wanted to tell you for you. Plan some sweet time for you this summer. So like, is there some time that you could take maybe once a month, take a half a day, get a babysitter or ask your husband if you can go or swap out babysitting with a friend to where you can go spend some time with the Lord for a half a day this summer? I'm telling you guys, it will help you to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. It will, it'll make you a, a stronger mom, wife, mother. Uh, whenever you uh, go off and you can spend a half a day with the Lord and just go out in, in nature and take a walk and, or go to your favorite place. I love to go to Glenary Castle here in Colorado. It's a beautiful Christian ministry place. I sit out there and I read my Bible and I pray and I plan. And, you know, it's a really neat thing to do to go spend some extra time with the Lord. Um, and if you can't get a sitter, plan some of that time in your in your day. You know, plan a little bit of extra time with the Lord. So, you know, what we used to do in the afternoon whenever our kids were growing up, we did quiet time when they outgrew their naps. We did quiet time. And quiet time was feet off the floor and they would sit in their rooms. They would uh, listen to books on tape, a really good book. Uh, they would play with their, my son played with his Legos or some other building toy, but he was always listening to something on, on his um, CD in his room. And my daughter would listen to books on tape or else she would read. My daughter will tell you that those afternoons were some of her most formative times in her life. Uh, were those times that she had that hour uh, or half an hour to an hour of quiet time where she was reading great books and great literature. And uh, so I would, so you could plan quiet times in your home and uh, where you can sit and read and you can sit and have some extra time with the Lord, which is really, really priceless. And um, okay, so then let's move on into actually planning our summer. I've given you some concepts. Now let's talk about the different tips. Okay, so remember you've been given the gift of time with your kids. Pray and ask God to help you to use it wisely. And then, um, oh, I know, Cindy, self-care is hard. But you know what I think of? I like to think of self-care as Jesus care. So, like, for me, my number one self-care is my time with the Lord because he fills me up like nothing else. And then, you know what he does? He gives me these extra little things. Like, whenever I'm out and about or he gives me a little bit of time to go get something done or, like, go go window shopping or something, you know, for an hour or something. And it, and it, it fills me up even more because it's, I have my Jesus care first. I think Jesus care is the best self-care, you guys. And he'll give you the self-care. If you ask Jesus for your self-care, he'll give it to you. Okay, so now I would say the most important part of a really great summer day is your morning routine, okay? I felt like in my home, if I could just have a great morning routine, everything else would fall into place, okay? And in my home, we would always have little special mornings. I didn't have to work during the day, okay? So if you work, you might need to have a different time of day that you do some special things with your kids. But in the morning, I was always very focused on my children when they were growing up. I turned off my phone um, and I just played with them and read the Bible to them. But you know what I loved doing in the morning with them is I loved crawling in bed with my children and reading them the picture Bible. And we're gonna, I'm gonna show you that book when we do great read alouds in a couple of weeks. But I loved sitting and reading 
reading to them, reading the Bible to them in the morning. It was so special. And I have a ton of reading suggestions, Jennifer. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm going to cover that in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, there's, there's a book you should get. It's called Book Children Love. That's a great book. Okay. And uh, Honey for a Child's Heart. Those are my two favorite books. And Books Children Love uh, gives you uh, for older kids. It gives you suggestions for older kids. Okay. So those are my two favorite books that you can get book ideas from those until we have our, our little video in a couple of weeks, in three weeks. Okay. All right. So I loved crawling in bed with my children and I would read them morning devotions. And it was, you know, it wasn't always pretty. Like sometimes they would be jumping on the bed and I would try to read or they would be like, don't touch me, you know, to each other. Or they would be like slapping each other, but not bad, just like playing. And, and, but sometimes they did hit each other. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's never perfect, right? I want to tell you that nothing in your home will ever be perfect, but it will always be worth it. It will never look like everybody else on Instagram. I'm so thankful we did not have Instagram when I was raising my kids because I can't even imagine how much pressure that you guys are all under by looking at other people and what they do in their homes. We didn't even have that, okay? But I knew, I knew from reading books that, and we did have other authors and they seemed like they had it all together and they had the perfect family, right? And you could see that on Instagram as well. But I think that if you just put your blinders on and just say, Lord, help me to enjoy my family, my puzzle, my kids, whatever my kids uh, are supposed to be doing and ever how our family's supposed to look, Lord, help me just enjoy my family, right? My family. And so morning times were not always fun. I mean, you know, sometimes my kids would fight. Sometimes it would take them forever to try to find a craft to do as we would read aloud. But for the most part, I'm telling you guys, it was so incredible to have these morning times with my children, but it was almost like it was a fight to get them to the, the time to read the Bible to my children because the enemy didn't like it. The dog would throw up or the phone would ring and, you know, it, it was always kind of stressful. They would fight or somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but it was always worth to keep trying, you know, keep asking God for help, keep trying. Because those morning times with my children, they were formative for them. My children love the Bible. My children read the Bible today. And, you know, I read books that made made it fun for them. And I'll talk about those books in a few weeks. And then also, if I didn't crawl in bed with them, we read at the table. And you know what was really fun about morning time at the table was that we would sit at the table and uh, I would give them, you know, tea. They would have their breakfast, you know, and uh, I would give them a piece of chocolate when I read the Bible to them because I kind of felt like I wanted the word of God to be sweet and I would give them a really good piece of dark chocolate and they loved it. And, um, or whatever your kids like to eat, whatever kind of candy. I don't know. I think if they've got protein in their bellies, if you've made them some eggs, you can give them a piece of chocolate and it won't hurt them. But my kids loved it and they would sit there and they would enjoy this chocolate in the morning, right? And then I always brought out their crafts. And I do want to tell you guys, putting a little craft area in your kitchen uh, or wherever you have room or having a craft box that you have access to is brilliant because you'll have it all in one place and everything will be there when you need it. There is nothing worse than trying to find stuff to do when you don't know where it is. And you know what you could do? You could also have a special box of toys that are quiet toys or crafts that your children only get to play with when you read the Bible to them. That will solve a lot of problems. I never expected my kids to just sit still if we weren't laying in the bed. When we were at the table and I was reading the Bible to them, they were always doing something. And so they would paint with watercolor. You know, they would sew, crochet, play with Play-Doh. My daughter even went through a season where she was using a little blowtorch and making glass 
beads, glass jewelry, and that was nuts. And then they went through a season of sewing. It was loud to talk over the sewing machine, but I did it. It worked really well, but both of my kids are very creative. My daughter paints. I wanted to show you this. You know, let's look at this beautiful picture. We went, by the grace of God, we got to go. And if you're on the podcast, I'm showing a picture that my daughter painted for me of these beautiful Amalfi Coast lemons. But my daughter painted these lemons uh, for me because when we went to the Amalfi Coast uh, in Italy when they were teenagers, I really regretted not buying any pottery. And so she painted me this beautiful picture. It's so sweet. But you know what? My daughter painted a lot whenever I read out loud to her, and she still loves painting. And my son, my son is an entrepreneur, and he has a clothing line that he has created, a streetwear line for, for men. He loves creating clothing. And uh, his girlfriend is so sweet. She's super supportive and she loves fashion. They're really cute together. But my son loves fashion because he was sewing when I was reading out loud to him. And so he works his day job and then he has, he's created his own fashion line and he's done fashion shows. You know, he sold it. It's, his brand has been on some pretty famous Instagrammers. Uh, Instagram feed, he sent it to these, these people and they wear it in their pictures and he gets sales. I'm telling you guys, reading out loud to your kids and giving them something to do is phenomenal. And so anyway, give them something to do. Don't ever expect your children to just sit there when you read out loud to them, because I think that that's, I just think it's hard to expect a child to sit still like that. And so give them Legos, be quiet with the Legos, you know, Legos are noisy, but give them something to do. But my morning time uh, was some of my favorite uh, times with my children. And I had special toys that they could only play with, uh, brother-sister toys as well, that they played with in the morning. Like I would give them a, like I had a structured little little schedule and it was just a loose schedule, right? I wasn't rigid, but I had a little loose schedule. And, and while I was busy doing something, if I wanted 20 minutes to go do something, I would set them down with brother-sister toys. And, the, and it was usually these wooden building blocks that they would take their stuffed animals and they would make all these marble runs tracks and everything, but it was only for brother-sister time. And so guys, think in, think intentionally about your children's relationship and ask the Lord for the money and buy some toys just for brother-sister time or just for brother time or just for sister time if you have all girls, okay? Um, and then read alouds. Okay, summer reading program is fantastic. And I'm going to talk about read, read alouds, but before you go to the library, pray, because there's some trash books out there. Like there's some Newberry and Caldecott books. Uh, I'm not sure about Caldecott, but I know that there's some Newberry books that are not that good for kids. You really have to be careful nowadays what kind of books you, your children are reading. Personally, I love the classics. Our children read the classics. Classics are beautiful literature. We read unabridged books. I know they're longer, but we read them. It was worth the investment because we all listened. So we loved books on tape. And we loved uh, really good narrators. When we found a good narrator that we liked with books on tape, we stuck with that narrator. So Jim Wise, W-E-I-S-S, -S, is a narrator. He's phenomenal. And he did Robinson Crusoe. And we used to drive back and forth every year to Illinois to go see my in-laws. And they would take our kids for two weeks. So we'd drive and drop them off. And then they would come and drop our kids off in Colorado. And we had the most amazing two weeks of our lives, me and my husband being by ourselves. It was a gift from God. So thankful. But on our way there, we always listened to books on tape and we listened to Robinson Crusoe by, narrated by Jim Wise. And because we listened to the unabridged, we got the heart of his hunger for Christ and him becoming a Christian and all about the Lord. But I'm pretty sure in the abridged book, they took all that out. OK, so always do unabridged books. Don't do abridged books. OK, unless you're doing like five minute readers for 
two-year-olds or something. But as your kids get older, they can sit and listen to books. They will, if your children are used to listening as children to storybooks, they will sit and listen, especially if you give them candy or if you give them with, with protein on their stomachs first, right? So they don't have a sugar rush. You give them toys that they can play with only when you read aloud. They can listen to books being read out loud to them, okay? And uh, so do the summer reading uh, club at, at your local library. That one's really fun. Um, okay, so then I want to talk to you. I, I touched base, touched on that craft area. Um, and I want to just tell you something else about that craft area, you guys. Um, it's not a burden to have your house messy with crafts. Can I just say that? I, you're going to have to think differently about craft time. Instead of being mess time, it's, it's, it's actually investing in their future time. And our craft, my husband was so sweet. He said, just, he said, he gave us an unlimited craft budget. I was always wise because we didn't have a ton of money, but he gave us an unlimited craft budget. And he said, I want you to spend money for crafts for the kids, for painting and all this other stuff. We ha we still have a whole crafting room that I'm saving everything for my grandkids. But, you know, it's super important for their creativity. There's a whole side of your child's brain that can be developed as they are doing creative art, okay? So if you buy crafts for your kids, if you enlist in crafting clubs or if you go to Hobby Lobby, you know what else is really cool? So there's this thing, and I looked it up, and there's no longer a website, but it used to be called Paper Robots 1999. If you have a boy that likes Legos, Paper Robots 1999 is fantastic, uh, and it's cheap. It's free. It's a printout of a PDF. But uh, just so you know, the website is not up there anymore, but you can find the PDFs of all the Transformers and all these different robots, and they cut them out, and then they use this wire to tie them together. And I'll, I'll, I could, I'll show it next time whenever I do the teenage thing, but my son made these robots until he was 13 years old. When I read out loud to him, he made these paper robots. Um, and then just so you know, there's a website called DeviantArt that has paper robots, but it's not a kid's site. Don't just let your kids go free on DeviantArt. Okay, my son told me about this, that not all the art on that website is appropriate, but you you as a grown-up can Google Paper Robots 1999, and some of them will show up on DeviantArt. Take the PDF and print it out, and and don't but don't let your kids surf around on. I'm sure you don't even do that anyway, right? We don't let our kids surf around on the internet, but don't let them surf around on DeviantArt. But do get Paper Robots because they're fantastic, and let them crochet, knit, weaving. We had weaving that my daughter did to make um to make like. It was so cool, like it, it, like tablecloth. I mean, she made all this material. It was super cool. Watercoloring, sewing. Okay, the next thing I want to show you that we did in the summertime, and we also did all year long, but but a summertime is a good time to start, and it's called family nights. And I need to do a whole video just about family nights. But you can find these books by Heritage Builders, and it's called uh, Family Nights Tool Chest. Okay, Family Night Tool Chest. And they look like this. And if you're on the podcast, it's Heritage Builders. They're put out by Focus on the Family and it's called Family Night Tool Chest. This one is a good one to start with and it's called An Introduction to Family Nights. And in this book, you have all kinds of activities that take the Bible, but they make them really fun. And on Sunday nights in our home, so like it gives you the, you know, what you're learning about. This one's called A Love That Can't Sit Still. And it's just wonderful Bible story activities and things that you can do. They also have a Money Matters family tool chest. And you know what? By the grace of God, my kids both save money. They're both really good with their money. They weren't when they were growing up. 
And you know what else is really interesting? My children were both very messy. We're going to talk about chores in just a minute. My, my kids were very messy, and I never felt like I did a good job like with teaching them chores. I mean, we did chores, but I wasn't like, no, 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 no. You know, like, you have to do it like this. I was always pretty chill. I didn't want to be a nagging mom. And do you know, both my kids are really neat. Like, my son is super neat, and my daughter is neat, but she's also a mom and a working mom, so she has a housekeeper. She knows how to be neat. She has a housekeeper. And guys, she invests into the economy by having a housekeeper. But, you know, we talked about um, about that. I had a housekeeper when our kids were growing up. I, I would hire a babysitter for a while before we had any extra money for a housekeeper. And uh, she would come over and fold laundry and clean things that I didn't want to clean, and I would pay her babysitter wages. It was really a good gig. You can do that with a teenager. You can just hire a teen to vacuum for you. It's not going to be perfect, but at least it gets done. And then your kids can help you with chores over the summer. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Another thing that we did with Family Nights is our 24 Family Ways. This is a fantastic book by Clay Clarkson. And um, you take and you print it out on 11 by 14 paper, and it, it, it's so sweet. So you print, print it out like on one big long sheet of paper, then you cut it out and you ask a question, you read the Bible, you talk about it and you pray. And we would take these and cut them up and put them in a little jelly jar and uh, with candy. And when we would do a devotion, we would pull this out and the kids got a piece of candy and we would read the Bible. It was super simple. But a family night is just a night set aside to do something and to teach your kids about the Lord. We would memorize scripture. And I don't have time to go into the whole thing, but I will talk to you about family nights um, on one of these videos. I'll do a video about family nights because you will love it. They're so good. My kids memorize so much scripture with family nights. Okay, so then another thing in the summertime is you're planning for your summer. You know what I would do? I would plan at least one a week, a special brother-sister uh, uh, time. Brother-sister or brother-brother if you have all boys or all girls, sister time. But I would plan at least one time a week like a special outing for brother time or sister time or brother sister time. Because guys, you really want to invest in those uh, family relationships because like your kids will have friends growing up. My kids have such great friends growing up, but they don't keep in contact with most of those friends. I mean, my son is really good about keeping touch with his friends from high school and my daughter does too. She's got a really great friend and, and a couple of great friends actually that she is still very, very dear friends with. But the majority of time your kids are going to spend with each other. And so investing in brother time or sister time or brother sister time is super important. And so thinking about what are some fun little things that you can do for brother sister time? You know, ask God for activities that will bring your kids closer to each other. And also beware. Sometimes friends can be a hinder to sibling relationships. And you need to pray for discernment with your uh, children's friends. Because one of these friends, one of my kids had... They were not nice to the sibling. When they would come over to play, they weren't nice to the sibling. And I just quit having that child over to play because you know what? The most important relationships are the brother-sister or the sisters or the brother-brothers or the family relationships. And and those are the most important relationships to your children. And of course, friends are. We had so many friends, made so much time for friends. But don't let kids come over. And if your kids start acting mean to their siblings when these children are over, don't have those kids over or else teach your children how to act and make sure that they're acting right toward their sibling. You know, that's a lesson that sometimes our children need to learn. Is it's that you have to be nice to your sibling if you have your friends over. But a lot of kids will do that. Uh, and then, and you know what? I love those friends that were nice to the siblings. Those are the friends that I had over more times than any other friends were the ones that were nice. Okay, so for family time, go for nature walks, hikes, go out at night, lay on the trampoline, look at the stars. Those are really fun times together. Um, also, I want to tell you guys a little bit about summer learning. 
think a little bit about summer differently. So what you're not on the school schedule anymore. You can do whatever you want over the summer, right? And hopefully you didn't over jam pack your summer with sports activities. And if you did, guess what, guys? You can say no. You can pull them out of those activities. And I did that before. I, I remember uh, my, my one of my children was in an activity and they said, you have to be here every Saturday and you have to go on meets and you have to go out of town. And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's going to take our family time away. And and you know what, guys, we didn't do that sport. We found a sport that worked well for our family that that was a family-centered sport, and they both did really well. It was Taekwondo. Both of our children got second-degree black belts, and they also learned a skill that was super valuable. Self-defense is very valuable, and they were both very fit because of it. But think about summer differently. So summer learning, what can you invest in? Can you invest, can you take a little bit of money, save up some money, take a little money, invest in a museum membership, a zoo membership? What we did with our children is we invested in, I always asked for Christmas presents for zoo, zoo memberships and museum memberships. And uh, and so we would use them all year round and I would make backpacks for my children with sketch pads, sketch pads and um, mark, uh, markers or colored pencils. And we would go to the zoo or the museum and we would stop in front of an, an exhibit or an animal and they would sketch. And we would talk about the animal as they're looking at that animal. It's just another way to make the zoo or the museum interactive and it's wonderful. We went to nature centers, we went on nature hikes, we went on organized nature hikes. Um, it was so much fun. We had such a good time. Every year we went to Estes Park with our family and they got to see the elk and it was so special, you guys, to be able to go. We still go every year and it's super fun. Create a summer bucket list with your children. And, um, oh man, guys, this is such a good, good idea. What do your kids want to do over the summer? And you could pray together as a family, and then you could start making a list of a summer bucket list. What, what do you guys want to do as a family for your summer bucket list? And then ask God for travel and the money to pay for it. If you want to travel and go somewhere, what we love doing is we love studying about a place and going there. So like we loved studying about, um, Oh goodness, we went to Texas and we studied about some things in Texas or we went overseas to Europe. We saved up a bunch of money and on our flight miles and we went overseas to Europe. We studied about uh, the Louvre and oh my goodness. And we went over there. We studied about DC. We went to Washington DC. We went to the National Gallery of Art. And just think differently about learning in your family because the school doesn't have to be the only place that your children learn. You know, home-centered learning is incredible and you can do these things in the summer. And to ask the Lord for money to pay for it. And then I want to talk about chores, and I'm definitely going to talk about video games in just a minute because screen time is something I think that takes us all by surprise as summer comes because your kids don't have schedules, they're not in school, and they just want to be on their screens. And, you know, that feels like like it feels like the bane. It was like the bane of my existence with my kids when they always wanted to play video games all the time, right? That's, that's just normal. Kids, normally, they want to be on a screen, right? Which is fine. It's just, you know, it's exciting. It's fun. And But using them in moderation. I'll go ahead and talk about that right now. So screen time. Uh, I will say it is good that you have screen time for your kids. And the reason that it is good and not for bad screen time, you really need to be careful, obviously, especially after like what happened with Disney, right? You need to be careful of places where you let your kids look at. Like uh, we made a list and um, don't let your kids look at uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, Blue's Clues, uh, Muppet Babies, 
Um, now there's Disney movies, but they don't have family values that you want for your children. So you need to be careful what you let your kids look at on the screen. Okay, please be careful. Um, but I will say that the bonus part of having screen time as children is that you can teach them how to learn self-government, govern, government. And so you tell them, okay, you have 30 minutes right now and you set a timer and you have to turn it off. And we were not the best. I'm just telling you guys, we were not the best at all of this. It took work. It took, I mean, it was a pain. It really was a pain. But you know, the bonus part is our children learned self-government by learning how to moderate their video games. My son went to college and he said a lot of his friends that were never allowed to watch video games or play video games went crazy when they were in college and all they wanted to do was play video games. And my son loved video games in high school, but I made him limited. On Saturday mornings though, they could get up and play their video games because my husband and I wanted to have a couple of hours to ourselves, And so we're like, get up and go do your video games. And we had our tea time together. We talked, we planned out the week. It was a very special time. So we tried to use me media uh, strategically for our purposes, right? We wanted to use it. We didn't want it to just be an everyday occurrence where we didn't turn on the TVs when we were driving around town. We only turned them on when we were on a trip, right? We didn't turn on the, give them the phone all the time. We didn't have phones, thank God. Uh, but we had little video things and, and they had toys that were video things. But we really tried to use it strategically. We did not do it perfect. They probably had more than they should, but I'm pretty pleased when I look back on how much they did. But by doing chores, you can reward your children with an extra pass. Like we called them passes, right? And so you could give them a 15 minute pass or a 30 minute pass. If they do a chore really well that they've been struggling with, you say, here's your pass and you can use it when you want to. And you, you can reward them with passes for doing their chores. And, um, so I really like that. And so that's how we did video games. And then the next thing I want to tell you guys about is um, surprise your kids. This is really fun. We did this once. I don't even know if my kids remember, but we did it once. Surprise your kids by putting them into bed. Then get them out of bed for a fun yogurt run or an ice cream run when they're in their pajamas. Okay, that's really fun. We put them to get bed really early that night. And we just got them up. And we all went to go get uh, go have a yogurt run in their pajamas. And it was really fun. Uh, plan pa pancake pajama breakfast with their friends. That way you don't always have to have a sleepover, right? Sleepovers are so much fun, but you know what a lot of the fun about is sleepovers is staying up late or getting up early and having pajama uh, pancake breakfast, right? So we would have the kids come over uh, in their pajamas and then they could have a pajama pancake breakfast. That was really fun. We also did fun themed family dinners, backyard cookouts with the fire pit. We roasted s'mores and hot dogs, uh, things like that which was really fun. Uh, we did some Bible study groups with their friends. I would do, as they got to be teenagers, we'd have little groups of our, our kids would get together and we would do little Bible study books together. And um, we also, oh man, I have so much to say. When I do this, uh, planning a great summer for your teenager, uh, I have so much to talk about with that one. The next one I wanna say is Vacation Bible School is awesome. I love Vacation Bible School, and I always uh, volunteered in Vacation Bible School so that my children could see me volunteering, and when my kids got older, and I'm going to talk about this in the teenage video, they helped me volunteer at VBS, and uh, some years I didn't volunteer, so say they had two sessions of Vacation Bible School, I would do one where my kids could just go, right, and then I would do one where I volunteered because I did one a little bit of time in the summer to myself. You know, do some Christian camps. Have your kids do Christian camps, but be very careful. Don't just send your kids off to camp. 
because it's not always the best thing. Sometimes they can get into trouble or meet kids that are not the best kind of kids, you know, for them to be hanging out with. And you you don't even know who they're hanging out with at those camps. So be prayerful and do a really good Christian camp um, if you do a camp for your children. And let's see. Uh, Lego camps. We did Lego camps. We did tech camps. Oh my gosh. I'll talk about that one more later. We had a pool membership, which was really, really fun. And uh, we, we took the kids out to lunch on Sundays with their friends and we had a great summer. Okay. That's all I wanted to tell you guys today. But do you have any prayer requests? Do you do you have any questions? I want to do that before we close up the video. And uh, I just want to see if anybody else is having prayer requests. I'm so glad to see everybody here. My friend recommends the same brand all the time. I love that, Stacy. And hi, Shannon, Michelle. Thank you, Nikki. Hi, Cindy. And Cindy says, I homeschool my 11-year-old sixth grader, still a weak reader, and I beat myself up. Nope, you just got to read out loud to them and keep praying for them. And Jennifer's here. Good morning. And Lindsay and Dory. Thank you, Nikki, for posting those scriptures. Hi, Amanda. Cindy. Yep. And uh, Jennifer. Okay, I answered that. And Deb is doing a whole video. Thank you. Hi, Carrie and Grace. Okay, does anybody have any questions? And if you don't have any questions, I'm going to I'm going to just start praying. And then uh, if you have any questions, type them in while I'm praying, and then I'll, I'll uh, answer the questions or if you have a prayer request. But let's start praying right now. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for these wonderful moms. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Lord, thank you for summer. Lord, I pray that you will bless us this summer. Help us, Lord Jesus, to plan a great summer for our children. Lord, give us fun this year. I ask it for myself. I'm an empty nester. I do have my grandkids this summer uh, for once a week. And so help me to really be intentional about my time with my grandkids this summer. Uh, help us to really enjoy our time. Help my husband to be able to take some time off work so we can go have some fun. Uh, Lord, I pray for every one of our friends here that they would have really sweet, meaningful summers with their children, that you would teach them to number their days, that may, they may gain a heart of wisdom, that they would really count the summers as a blessing and not a curse, having their kids home all day, that they will look at it as a time to invest in their family and in their relationships, and that you will bless them. And uh, Lord, we just pray for strengthened marriages this summer. Strengthen relationships with children and brother sisters or brother brothers or sister sisters. And uh, Lord, that you would just bless the work of our hands in Jesus name. And Lord, we ask for all the ideas that you give to us, that you give us the money to pay for it in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for watching. I will see you right here in this online group next, uh, not next week, week after. Okay, and we'll talk about how to plan a great summer for your teens. Please tag your friends in this video. Anybody that missed the video today, tag them in the video and be sure to tell them to watch. Okay, and it'll also be on the podcast too. I love you guys. Goodbye. Enjoy the Love Your Husband Challenge. Bye-bye.